From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Breaking earlier this afternoon, the Pentagon shot down an unknown high-altitude object flying in U.S. airspace off the coast of Alaska on orders from President Joe Biden, White House officials said. This is a developing story. U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski raised questions yesterday to the DOD, Department of Defense, officials regarding the Chinese surveillance balloon during a Senate Appropriations Defense Subcommittee oversight hearing. As an Alaskan, I am so angry. I want to use other words, but I'm not going to. The fact of the matter is Alaska is the first line of defense for America, right? If you're going to have Russia coming at you, if you're going to have China coming at you, we know exactly how they come. They come up and they go over Alaska. Another key quote from Senator Murkowski. It's like this administration doesn't think that Alaska is is any part of, of, the, uh, of, of the rest of the country here. To get to the United States, you've got to come through Alaska. So when we see it first, as we did, as we all knew, and as you have suggested, Mr. Royal, I think you, you suggested, we knew when we first got eyes on this that this balloon was not a weather station. This was not collecting weather information. We knew that. And so think about it from Alaska's perspective. You said, Ms. Dalton, that the clear message here, we, we sent a clear message to the PRC when we shot this down in our sovereign waters. Seems to me the clear message to China is we got free range in Alaska. On December 29th, the 107-foot tugboat Tagish sank the National Guard dock in Gasno Channel. Jazz Garrett has the details. Molino's Marine Services, a salvage company based in Juneau, was contracted through the Coast Guard. After much effort and coordination, removal operations are underway for the partially submerged tug. Operations began yesterday and will go into this weekend. John Molino with Molino Marine Services spoke with News of the North. One of the things I wanted to start out with is the owner of the Tagish, right? He's getting a bad rap, I feel like. I just, I want people to know that this guy and his kids have been down here every day since that thing sunk, soaking up oil, picking up rags, going to household hazmat. He's doing everything he can do. It's an unfortunate situation, and he's, it's out of his control. Molino gives a glimpse on the process. And so we just started a file, started organizing big boy toys. We have a 500-ton crane, 250-ton cranes, loaders, excavators, two barges, oil spill response gear, boom, a mountain of people helping me. I'm not doing it by myself. I've got at least 20 total of everything that's happening from crane operators to divers to workers, deckhands. Wednesday was all set up, Molino says. Thursday was the start of getting the wreck above water. So I would love to be all wrapped up by this Sunday, right? It's hard to mobilize all this big gear, huge cranes. They had to be set up for certain tonnages, huge barges. They came up from Seattle. Now that's an 850-mile trek, six days in good weather. So it took quite a while. I would, I would say 22 days of planning for four days of hard work is going to pay off. Biggest career job for me is this right now. Chief Mike Ryan with the Coast Guard adds on to why it took over a month to begin the salvage. We want to make sure that we give as much of an opportunity for the, the owner of the vessel, the responsible parties uh, in these situations to be able to handle it themselves. So part of the process is making sure that we give them time to try and figure out uh, a solution 
before we take over. Unfortunately, in this situation, uh, that wasn't able to take place, but we did have to give that time before we were able to take over. And then the, the resources to be able to do it ourselves, um, you know, wasn't even in state. Once the vessel is removed, it will be transferred via barge to an out-of-state disposal site. Personnel from the Coast Guard, City and Borough of Juneau, Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation, and Molinos Marine Services are all involved in response efforts. Molino says it takes a team. Brought in Hamilton Construction. We have the best dive team in town. We have all my employees. We're all working together to get the tagish floating and get the pollution out of our harbor here in Juneau. On Thursday, the Coast Guard federalized the response effort utilizing money from the Oil Spill Liability Trust Fund to secure funding for the removal of the pollution threat. The vessel owner will remain responsible for the salvage disposal fees. Coming up next on News of the North with Jazz Garrett, Governor Mike Dunleavy appointed Kathy Munoz as the acting commissioner of the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development. She spoke with the Chamber of Commerce at a luncheon yesterday, and former Vice President Mike Pence has been subpoenaed in relation to the January 6th Capitol attack. Stay tuned. You are listening to News of the North. Governor Mike Dunleavy appointed Kathy Munoz as the acting commissioner of the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development Tuesday. Munoz spoke at the Chamber of Commerce luncheon yesterday on workforce priorities. She says they're optimistic in finding common agreement with the legislator. Munoz states her goal. So my goal as commissioner, acting commissioner, is to work closely with industry and our regional training providers to really get a good uh, idea on what's being done now. We have a great regional training system in place. The infrastructure is there. We need to make sure that we're, we're supporting the training that is high job demand, uh, the high job demand needs of our industry. And so my, one of my goals is to get around to all of the training centers and to do an assessment of what's being done and then to work with those training providers and industry to better align our funding so that we're getting the maximum benefit. February is Career and Technical Education Month. The department manages three state training programs, state budget training programs. The STEP program with the STEP and another program called TDEP and Construction Academy money. We work with, with trainers and people that are getting those resources out to the public all over the state, but we have great partners here in Juneau. Here are training resources in Juneau. So here in Juneau, um, there are numerous training programs, as I mentioned earlier, through UAS's career education programs in construction, health sciences, marine transportation, power technology, welding, and uh, mining training. There are a number of outstanding union programs here in Juneau through the IBEW, the operating engineers, and the plumbing and pipe fitters, to name a few. There are pathways to the unions where you can get into an apprenticeship and have your training uh, provided and, and receive wages while you're getting that training. So that is an excellent career option as well. Clinton Haida offers career training, CDL training, and office worker training. And there are many more options locally and across the state. Munoz also spoke in support of an icebreaker in Juneau. That's 200 high-paying jobs. That's families that will have come to Juneau with children, support our schools. And so I think it's just a great opportunity that, we, you know, we really want to keep our eye on that promise. 
New signs that the sweeping investigation into the role former President Donald Trump and his allies played in the January 6th Capitol attack is now intensifying. ABC's Faith Abube has more from Washington. Special Counsel Jack Smith, appointed by the Attorney General just last November to oversee the January 6th probe, wants former Vice President Mike Pence to testify under oath. Multiple sources telling ABC News that after months of negotiating with the former Vice President's attorneys, Smith has issued a subpoena to compel Pence's testimony. Pence faced enormous pressure from Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 election results. In a November interview with ABC News, Pence called Trump's words on January 6th reckless, but it's still unclear whether the former vice president will comply with a special counsel's subpoena. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.